the 24 is owning every second of every minute of every hour of every day. To seize the moment to get the most out of every day. Being responsible for every 24 hours of every day of your life. I wanted to not have to be told what to do, who to hang out with, where to go, when to be there. Taking ownership of it. I love Own the 24 because it, it epitomizes everything that is about my life. At the end of your time here, you can look back and say, I, you know, I made the most. I own the 24. And when you own it, you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want, wherever you want, and no one can tell you no. That's what I love about Own the 24. Welcome everyone to Own the 24. It's Mike and Lori. We hope you're owning your 24 today. You know, today we're going to drill in a little bit deeper to the cast a vision uh, theme that we had uh, of a couple of uh, episodes ago. This really gets into some interesting stuff around knowledge and how we see the world and how we filter the world. Yeah. So we entitled it appropriately, get your head out of your morass. Hope you enjoy it. So this whole idea of Casting a vision, let's let's call it that, or um, creating uh, creating a path for our lives is uh, hard, right? It's hard. If it were easy, everyone would have it, and then we'd all have this magical dream life that I have. But uh, <laughs> no. But um, I, I think what what there is to maybe unpack a little bit is. The filters, right? All of our filters. We we have filters we don't even know about. There's there's so much to talk about there. So we're, what do you want to open with? How do you want to direct this conversation for the next 25 minutes or so? Well, I guess, you know, these are things that people just aren't aware of. I, at least I wasn't aware of them um, when I started studying how do you create your own life? How do you design your own life? And in studying that, I didn't realize that, you know, we have filters. Big ones. You know, filters that filter things coming in as well as, you know, how we perceive things and then how we interpret them. And a lot of times we're only looking for certain things. We're looking for what validation. We're looking for confirmation that Mm -hmm. we're doing it right. Um, We're looking for things we're familiar with Mm -hmm. so that we can relate to them in some way. Like, oh, I know about that. And one of the perfect sentences that I learned about you or perfect quotes was in the beginner's mind, right? Right. Like, if you think you know it all, you're not open for learning more. And I think we want to know a lot because we we want certainty. We're seeking certainty in our lives. Mm-hmm. So we want things that we're familiar with, that we're comfortable with. And speaking from experience, you know, being comfortably uncomfortable is probably the worst place to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like a sentence. Yeah. It's, it's where you're not, you're not so uncomfortable that you're willing to make some changes and 
you know, you might not be like ecstatic about your life. Mm-hmm. And I certainly wasn't ecstatic about my life. It was going in the wrong direction fast. And, you know, I, I, be, I quickly became uncomfortably uncomfortable. So I was willing to start looking. But before that, I was not even close to, to thinking I should seek another path. Right. Kind of a know-it-all were you back then? Before kind, I knew you? Oh, yeah. Well, no. I still kind of be a know-it-all, but <laughs> I don't know if I can get that out of my head. But I'm always seeking to learn. Yep. But when you, when you think that's all there is, I was go to school, get good grades, get a job, you know, do show up on time, be conscientious about what you do, stay all day, work hard, you know, follow the the cheese Mm -hmm. and follow the, what you're supposed to do. Like, like it's the only thing. And we're kind of indoctrinated to that thinking from a very young age. So when everything turned upside down and I started to seek you know, outside of what I knew and take different pathways because I wanted different results, I started to learn that everything that I was led to believe was the pathway to success was what everybody did, but it didn't lead to success. Mm-hmm. It led to disenchantment, working nine to five, Groundhog Day, and then divorce, mm-hmm. and then financial ruin. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it seems like everybody kind of takes that path. Right. Well, that's that's what that's I don't want to say everybody, but that's it what we're after did. here. Well, some, it's 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 cliche for a reason because it, it's a it's a path. A lot of it's worn deep, and a lot of people end up kind of falling into it, whether they want to or not. But I want to go back to the filters idea because somebody might hear that and go. What does that? What does that really mean? And and the the picture, the image that I have in my head that may express that well is was taught to us both of us through a training program that we went through, and that's um, <clears throat> the image is is like there's a there's a pie, and the pie is like a pie shaped chart, uh, and the pie is knowledge, right? In in a small sliver of the pie is what we know we know. We just know we know, and that's that's where most of us live inside of that. We know what we know. That's and our we, certainty. And we stay right in that certainty. And it's a tiny little sliver of the pie. And an even, an even bigger of slice of the pie, although still very, very small, is what we know we don't know. Right. And what we know we don't know is... You know, how to speak Mandarin Chinese. I know I don't know how to fly an airplane. I know I don't know how to surf. You know, we see surfers all the time. I, <laughs> I, I'm positive I don't know how to do that. Okay? <laughs> and there's a big list of things that we know we don't know. But the lion's share of the pie, the 90 plus percent of the pie of knowledge, right? Stay with the example, is what we don't know we don't know. Right. And that's the thing, near as I can describe it, is... If you're ever in a room full of people or, or you're talking to a friend, same kind, of, same kind of dynamic, and they're expressing themselves in this world of, I'm in, I'm in this, this world that I'm trapped in and I can't figure it out and they talk, talk, talk. And it's so easy to see their shit, like they're, what they're stuck in. Like it's so easy to see other people's stuff because they don't know what they don't know. And I'm over here with no more knowledge of them. Like I may have just met them, which mm-hmm. we which we did experience in that training. 
And I remember, we've, we've talked about this, I remember seeing uh, the instructor, the leader go, who, who in the room can see, can see this? And it was like almost every hand, of 150 people, hands went up. And the, and the person looking around like, why can't I see that? It's because that's what you don't know you don't know. And, and, and what you don't know you don't know, also called your blind spot, is, is running stuff. Is running That's what's things. making all the decisions. That's right. That's what. That's the cause of why is this always happening to me? Mm-hmm. Why can't I catch a break? Why do I always have the wrong guy or partner? Why why do I always get treated like this at work? Just all of that recurring stuff is what the blind spot is running. Now, don't mean that to sound like a lecture, but to me that helped the, the visual of it. Like, oh, I guess that maybe there's stuff happening that I'm doing that I don't even realize is happening. It has nothing to do with how cool someone is or how smart someone is or how developed someone is. They could be, there was a guy that, that, that we met. He had three PhDs in and in a number of undergraduate degrees still living in the, still living in the tiny pie. In the and, box. Because all he wanted to do was, was expand his own level of knowledge without ever looking into his blind spots. He looked into his blind spots and complete life change. Right. Complete direction change. Yeah, that's what inspired me, right? Like yeah, to see yeah. somebody uncover their blind spot and, and then all of a sudden their life changes and yeah. they feel liberated and right. they're they're living like fully, fully um, self expressed. Yeah. Yeah, well there's a there's you know, there's there's a lot there's a there's a lot to learn or, or know about that. A lot to unpack as, 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 as the new, as the new sexy saying, but I think the, so the next question naturally would be, so, so what, you know, what's that do for me? I can't, I get it. I have my, I have my shit in my life that I can't seem to get out of. Not helpful to tell me I can't see what I can't see. Cause I still can't see it. Right. right? So how do we, how, what, what do we have in terms of suggestions on how to see it? We have the, the reticular activating system, right? And for short, that is the RAS, right? The RAS. So you want to start, you want to talk about that or you want me to just keep going? We Go can, ahead, you can keep going. I was so going to bring up the RAS, but... You got it, right. So we're on the same page. It's like that. Yeah. The, so the, the, the reticular activating system, and I'll open with this, is, is very simply the part of our brain, a little tiny part of our brain, that uh, filters, essentially filters. So, so the, the, our human organism... Uh, receives 2 million bits of information a second. 2 million bits of information through all of our senses, right? Our conscious mind, not our subconscious mind, our conscious mind can only think about 4,000, which I think is a lot, right? That's I mean, a lot. Think of I was thinking 200. <laughs> and, it happens, and it happens all the time. I was having a conversation with my oldest son yesterday, and he's like, he, he, had, he was looking at a vehicle, and now all of a sudden all he sees is that vehicle. Mm-hmm. And that's the example I always use. So when, you wanna, when you're going to buy a, a Chevy pickup, the next minute after you decide you're going to buy a Chevy pickup, you see every Chevy pickup on the road. Right. And, and before that, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking, so, so what, right? So what that means is our life is directed by what's coming through the 4,000, right? Call it the 4,000 bit filter. So there's, there's the 2 million thing that's coming in and we got to boil it down to 4,000. Somebody do the math on what percentage of 4,000, but it's teeny tiny, right? A little yep. teeny tiny filter. And what gets through that filter is life is our life. Mm-hmm. So what gets through that filter is, well, oh man, no matter what I do, I lose. And, uh, and, and now our Raz is looking for reasons why I lose. 
Yeah, because right. it, it needs to be right. It That's needs right. To confirm it. See, I told you, told you I'd lose, told you I'd lose, told you I'd lose. That's all they see. There could be a thousand Chevy pickups driving by, which represents I win. But we don't see that because we're not looking for that. Right. So this whole idea of uh, thoughts are things sounds like this. Yeah, what we think about, we little, bring about. Yeah, you know that's so overused. I get it. While well, someone would go, come on, you know, give me a break, right? Give me, give me, you know, pour me a cup of latte and write in my journal, and I'll say thoughts are things, and my life's going to change. Bullshit. People say, right? But it really is true that when we think about uh, that which we want, which is which is all of this is really attendant to our to our talk about casting a vision, all in, and the four steps to do that matter. It matters what we think about. It matters when we open our RAS, or not even open, we point this thing to the stuff that we want, because whatever right. we point it to, it's coming through the pipe. Right. right. It's coming through the pipe. If we point it, badness, and I'm so busy, and I'm always broke. That's a big one. Broke, broke, broke. I'm so broke. I don't There's have no enough time. Money, 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 I don't money, have money. Money. enough money. I don't have anything. So you don't have resources. Yeah. So you're generating. I'm not getting breaks. Break, broke. Yeah, you're generating that. So that is a simplistic model. I like the visual models. We have the pie that's knowledge, and we have most of the pie that says, I, I have no idea what's going on in my own life. <laughs> and how do we, so how do we understand the, the big, biggest piece of the pie? Could, could be through the RAS model, reticular activating system, 4, 4 million to 2,000. 2 million to 4,000, right, is the accurate math. Big, big deal. So talk some more about that. Well, how, how, to, how to see your own. Um, you know, I, I actually had no idea how I was going to break through some of my blind spots. So I took courses, you know, I, I got coaching, I took courses, I listened to a lot of things, but until I was in an environment where I could actually see what my blind spots were and what was so, was so extraordinary, I don't want this to seem like it's a commercial for the course, but, mm -hmm. but it was apparent where my blind spots were because I could see my, myself in other people. Mm -hmm. I think the first step in it, the whole thing, is becoming aware that blind spots exist for all of us. And it's not an abnormal thing, it's a normal thing. So embrace the fact that we have blind spots mm -hmm. and become aware of, of that they are preventing us from getting to the things that we want to have in our lives because we can't even see them. We don't know what we don't know. Right. So how could you look for something that you don't even know exists? Mm -hmm. Um, and then taking responsibility for the fact that there are blind spots and, and being open to, you know, when you, when you see somebody else doing something or when you hear something that there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of metaphors in the world, right? So you can, instead of resisting that you might not see something about yourself, Ask yourself the question, like be in the questions of what can I learn from this? Where's the opportunity in this? What am I not seeing here? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what more is there to see? What could, what if I did something a different way? What could be added in that would make a difference? Mm -hmm. So instead of being closed minded where there's no opportunity for possibility, being open minded that maybe I should look in the mirror first for why something's happening. And go from there. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this 
before, one of the questions is, how, how am I responsible for this? Or how can I be responsible for this? Mm-hmm. Huge, huge deal. How can I which, be? Yeah. Which is the same thing when you say, look in the mirror, right? I mean, that's really what you mean when you say that. Yes. We're looking in the mirror. How how did I bring this about? Yeah. And it may seem like a What's ridiculous question. What's my role question. in this? Like, it couldn't possibly be my responsibility that that person treated me that way. Well, pump the brakes, you know, slow down a little bit and, and think about what led you to that, that person treating you that way. Maybe, maybe there's right. something there. or or I'm not getting I'm not getting the response I'm looking for from from people. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's, a, that's a, like usually you tend to get the same response over and over and over and over. And you're that's how you end up with the why does this always happen to me? Because mm-hmm. wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> there right. you are. Right. Yep. So you you create you source the results you get in your life, and it it, it starts off great. And then all of a sudden it turns into the same thing that you've created elsewhere. So who's the common denominator? If we can take responsibility for, hey, you know, I'm causing this to happen. Mm -hmm. How am I doing that? What is it that I'm doing that's causing this response in another person? Mm -hmm. Or why aren't they responding to me? Why, Why don't people respond to me the same way that they respond to you? Like there must be something different that you're doing that I'm not doing or that I am doing that you're not doing, right? Yep. So that's where we want to be so open to looking at. And it's not like a criticism or a self-judgment or, you know, that there's something wrong with us. It's that if you want to produce different results in your life, you can't keep doing the same things. That's the definition of insanity. So in order to produce different results, we need to be changing something. Well, the way to go out, the way to get out is to go in, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to, that's first, right? It's that, another cliche is just always grass is greener, right? Running to some new situation, and it invariably ends up the same situation as you had before. Right. There's one had before. So that's important um, to align with. So again, we're back to somebody's hearing this and it sounds just great. And uh, if, if any listener doesn't really understand that this is, this is concept manifest in life that you and I are talking about, then we'd be glad to speak with you more about that in detail, which, which simply means we're not talking in theory. We're, we're these things, um, that we talk about are, are simply, a, a re, um, steps towards the results that we have in our lives, which are amazing. And they're not things that we thought up. These are things that we studied and beat our head against the wall and fell down and got up and fell down. We just got up more times than we fell down. Right. And is it, is it, you know, are we saying we're perfect or anything like that? No blind spots? Of course not. But the life speaks for uh, the, these things that we talk about. Right. With that said, I always want to spend time talking about first steps for people, right? Because we, we sometimes can step over first steps because we've been doing this for, for each of us for 25 years working, right. working on this process. So how do you get back to beginner's mind? How do you get back to step one? How does someone who may be hearing this say, all right, you know, you got my attention. I'm willing to give it a try. 
I'm going to, I'm going to, before you start, I'm going to say, stop it with that. There is no try, right? <laughs> do, do whatever Yoda quote you want to do, but there just, there just is doing, but there's not toe dipping, but go ahead. What do you think the first step is? Well, again, I think that in order to get somebody off the, off the nail, like to, to make a change, there has to be a compelling reason to do that. There's got to be a pull that's so hard or a push that's so heinous, right? Something that you're moving away from or moving toward that is compelling enough for us to put ourselves in an uncomfortable position. And I don't mean uncomfortable physically, I mean uncomfortable emotionally, because Mm -hmm. we're going to start to um, antagonize our ego, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better... That's good. Um, way to say it is is that your ego is is really stubborn and it likes things the way it is so when your ego you go is not your amigo your ego is not your friend no it is not and it doesn't want to um have things go the way you want them to go in your life it, it really just wants them it wants to be right it wants to be justified it wants to be safe safe right it's it's total control is to keep you safe Mm -hmm. actually it's not to keep you safe it's to keep itself safe because it will make you do some terrible things especially with addiction and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. so to have a compelling enough reason to want to disrupt the way your ego keeps control of the way you behave and what you have the decisions that you make and of course, the first thing it's going to do is get, um, it's going to get uh, um, rattled. It's going to, it's going to not like it mm-hmm. and it's going to feel threatened. And that's when it starts rationalizing and talking you out of throwing it under the bus. Mm-hmm. So once you're aware though, after you've gotten past that, I don't know, it's not an easy thing to get past that, but taking responsibility for how your life has turned out and that you're the source of it is super important in order to even take these steps. Mm-hmm. And when you start to um, be malleable and allow your ego to get past that feeling of being threatened, that you're changing things and you're going to start thinking differently, then it's it's a matter of... Um, I would say finding how you would react to something. Like, so awareness. I am a control freak, say. Like, I'm aware. Okay, now I'm aware that control gives me certainty. And I understand that when you're a control freak, then that puts other people off. And, like, you're not a control freak. So... You don't put people off in that respect because you don't derive your certainty from being in control of everything and everything has to be a certain way. So the response you get is different than the response I get. So if I want to get a different response, I, I got to be aware that, mm-hmm. okay, he, oh, my control freakness is kicking in, catching it, having an interrupt, like a, a way to, to interrupt that pattern of wait I'm seeking control of things I feel like things have to be my way then what I have to do is go oh it's happening 
and how I become present is through practice, right? Oh, I'm aware that this feeling I'm having of wanting to take control, I need to now make a decision. I get to choose. So choice in the matter is a big deal. And I can choose past my urge, right, for my ego to feel safe, that I'm in control and I have, you know, certainty through this, is to like be, it's okay. We're not going to die let things happen the way they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that if you can catch that and pattern interrupt yourself and not go through with being in control to satisfy your ego's need to be safe and, and certain and be with it. Because there's an uncomfortableness now with, okay, let me just let, let this go how it's going to go and not, not say how it has to go. That whole thing, that's a physiological adjustment that goes along with that. It's mm-hmm. not just as simple as going, oh, I'm a control freak. I'm just going to turn that switch off. You, you got to decide that you want to catch that in the moment. And then you get to choose. Do I want, well, what am I going to do here? What, I, I get to choose that I want. Well, no, I want, I want to choose to not be in control and let this thing go how it's going to go. Well, that's the good that's the good stuff on the on the how right really good stuff on the how let's be clear on the what which you said is um making the decision right it's it's having a compelling enough situation whether you're running to something you see something that you're so inspired to get or there's something that's on fire behind you that you're running away from and you just talked a lot of good stuff about how how to make that adjustment. I would say the what is back to something that's very fundamental, which is, which is writing things down. Mm-hmm. Thinking about things isn't, enough, isn't good enough. Type it in your computer, whatever, but, but it's got to be on paper. It's, it, the decision has to be where I'm going to point my RAS to, like what I want in my life. What I'm going to, not only just, here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the crazy magic of it. You say, people will say, you know, I write down and the universe, the universe will bring that to me. I read the thing down, which, which I think works, you know, we're example of that working. But, but really what, what, what we're saying is we write down what we choose to see through our reticular activating system, through our RAS. Right? We choose to see that in the universe. It's all there anyway. Like it's all there, right? Like um, so many examples of great thinkers talking. Beethoven talked about Mozart. I think it was as well. Talked about there. There are only a certain number of notes, and and I pick them out of the out of the universe. They're always there. Like it's I, you know I hear the sequence of that. So there's. Um, there's a step that I just want to leave our, our people with, which is the creation of the, the what we're committed to in, in terms of our life. And all that stuff that you talked about in terms of pattern interrupt and how uh, when, 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 when the ego says, I'm not really going to react to what you just wrote down. I'm going to wait till the perfect opportunity when you're weak and tired or frustrated and whatever, and then I'm going to bounce on you. And then you go, that's the pattern interrupt, right? Watch for this. And when you do, when you write that down, <coughs> you can hear that. Um, you can kind of hear those footsteps coming. You can hold it back. Right. So does that make sense? We're writing it down. We're locking it in. And then uh, that's how we attack that first step. 
Yeah, I think giving like maybe a, a hypothetical example of say you want to have a magical relationship with your your significant other, your spouse. And you write down, okay, our relationship is going to be this, this, and this, and this, and this is what would make it really great. Then the first the first opportunity where you would normally go into your normal pattern with that person when something comes up, that's your opportunity to say to rechoose to to interrupt the pattern and go, oh, this is what would am I am I committed to a great relationship? Or do I just want to have things the way they've been? Mm -hmm. So if you only choose to see the good in your spouse and you only want to recognize the the positive things, then that would be the opportunity to to re-choose and get yourself to have a new habit and a new pattern with that that spouse where it flourishes rather than destroys the relationship or goes into um, some kind of um, resentment or something like that. And that you learn to behave and operate a different way. And that's the, that's the moment that different results are possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Let's leave it at that. What do you say? Okay. That's a bite-sized bunch of info and I hope it's digestible for our listeners and uh, you know feedback is welcome we can always expand on any points if anyone has any questions yeah I would like um, to hear if any of our listeners are trying these things you know and and put it in the comments or shoot us a message and and say what how it's working for you or if anything is of value like oh wow I never thought about it like that because that gives us things that we can go on we can tune it up okay until next time all right Good talk. Good talk. So we hope you enjoyed our topic today. It was a lot of fun doing it. Make sure you check us out at ownthe24.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify, Anchor and Stitcher for Android. And don't forget to also subscribe to our YouTube page and like and follow our Facebook page at ownthe24. Remember, we only get 24 hours a day and you get to say how they go. We each get the same 24 hours a day. Let's make sure we all own our 24. Let's go. Tick tock, motherfucker.